So just a disclaimer, uh, the ladies in the kitchen reassured me that they'll be cutting onions in probably the next five minutes. So if anyone else's eyes start watering, it's the onions that are in the kitchen. But uh, yo, I've had the privilege of being able to preach many sermons from this pulpit over the years of being an eldership, but this is probably one of the hardest ones to prepare and to preach. We've, uh, it's great being part of a team uh, with many sites, uh, knowing what we're preaching. Uh, we have a preacher's meeting where there's many of us working out what we're preaching, and uh, we're given the notes to thrash out, and to suddenly be said, don't worry about the notes, just preach whatever you feel the Lord's got in your heart, was difficult. Not because I don't know what the Lord's saying, but because there's so much emotion attached to, to what God's doing with us. Um, and, uh, and, and I want to honor the moment, but also I, I've got no desire to make it about ourselves. Uh, we know that we are saints and we know that we are going, but um, I want to I wanna start by thanking Cornerstone. I want to start by thanking you guys. Uh, every single one of you represent Cornerstone and the sites and everything today to us. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for the many years. Thank you for the, uh, uh, yeah, the inputs in our lives in so many different ways. And um, I know it's not going to stop, it's just going to change. It's not goodbye, it's see you later. Uh, and uh, something of what I want to share today revolves around this is I don't have a title for my message. I don't have slides. I've got some thoughts that I want to share with you about our journey, and hopefully they're going to encourage you. Um, what I wanted to start to sharing is, is what does Cornerstone represent for me and my family? Because Cornerstone is just a building. But there's people and there's a church and there's a, a, a vision that God has given this church. But for me, Cornerstone's more than that. The picture that I had when I shared about Cornerstone was, and, and the desire was to highlight the importance of local church. We often speak about it. We often say it's good to be part of a church. It's good to, to go to church. It's, all those things are great, but it's so important to submit yourself into a local church where God can, can work with you and mold you and shape you. The, the picture I had when I was thinking about this was one that you see throughout the Old Testament of a threshing floor. Of a, a, it was a, 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 a massive um, concrete or, or, or stone a floor that they would put the wheat on and they would beat it and, they, and the, the chaff would get blown away and finally there'd be these kernels that they could use. And Cornerstone's been that for me. This lovely... Blue carpet uh, represents many moments of uh, being in God's presence has been totally undone, where, where my sinful nature has been transformed into something that represents Christ. Uh, this church represents a place where I found my beloved wife, and we got married in this very building. We've had the privilege of bringing three kids from the hospital into our home and into this home. Uh, it says it takes a village to raise a child. It takes an incredible children's ministry at Cornerstone Church to raise our children. And uh, we are testament to that. But this is not just a building. It's a, it's a place where, where God has established something of who he is in our lives throughout the seasons. I, I, I can remember vividly moments of, of being prayed for to become a deacon, to lead a life group, moments of coming onto eldership, Moments of going out on, 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 on trips and apostolic trips and just constantly 
the, 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 the underlying factor is it's been moments where God has been able to change me. It's not moments of coming to church on a Sunday. It's not moments of dragging myself. Yes, I have had to drag myself to get here. But once I'm here, it's moments like today when we sit in worship and we worship our King and something has to change. I don't know about you, but I can't come to church every single Sunday and just be okay with that. Something changes inside of me. And I don't think it's because Cornerstone has this amazing vision or Cornerstone is this amazing church. I think it's because we serve an amazing God who is faithful to transforming us into who he wants us to be. There's three questions that, that have challenged me throughout the years of everything that I've been, in every role I've been able to fulfill in, in Cornerstone and personally, and it's these three things that have challenged me. The first one is who you are becoming. Who do you wanna become? As a good church, as a big church, what kind of church do we wanna be? Because that church is gonna be filled with individuals who need to become that. So as individuals, who do we wanna become? The next one is who are you loving? We've had the privilege, our family, um, of being part of a, a gym up the road and we, we said goodbye to them yesterday, and you don't have to know everything about it, but um, it was quite an emotional time for us. It's not just the gym, it's a little bit different than that, and I can explain to you afterwards. But um, suddenly I walked away then, I said to Taryn, there's, a, there's emotion that I'm stuck with that I, I can't really place, because I've been involved in many of your lives here. I've, 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 I've had influence in leading in, 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 and, and walking with people here, so I can understand it's going to be hard to say goodbye to Cornerstone, but these this group of unsaved people who I said goodbye to, suddenly my heart was broken, saying goodbye to them and driving away. And I said to Taryn, I haven't, I haven't, and it's been, we haven't hit them over the heads with Bibles. We haven't shoved the gospel down their throats. But we said to each other, hopefully by the way we showed God's love to them and we loved each other, Jesus can be revealed to them. And hopefully there's seed that is sown into their life that will reap gospel fruits into the future. So who are you loving? Maybe the way you love your children or what love your lives could show the gospel to someone out there. Maybe the way you love your friends or the, you love your neighbor, it, it's biblical, it should produce fruits. And the third one is who are you doing it with? Honestly, the last 12 years, 13 years has been the greatest privilege to do life and do ministry with, with these elders and with, these, with this church. I, I don't know how you can do it alone. Being part of a local church is not about just joining church, you've got somewhere to go on Sunday or you feel good because you've went somewhere on Sunday and not just stayed at home and, and watched TV. But being part of a local church is doing life with people, enjoying life. It's full of adventure. It's full of fun. So those three, three things, who are you becoming, who are you loving, and who are you doing with are things that have resonated in my heart over and over and over. And so much of what this world is revolving around is fear. And, and, and I, I've shared this many times. I've never wanted to operate out of fear. And even as we are launching off into this, there's so much to be fearful of. But we're choosing not to operate out of fear 
We're choosing to look to Jesus and say, God, you've done a work in our lives that won't stop now. And that's something of what I'm wanting to share with you today is don't stop now. Is this is an amazing church. I, I, like I said, I have amazing, amazing memories. And I know as clear as day, and if you don't know, then come join DNA on, on, on Wednesday, please. But this church has a great future. If you think of the words of water everywhere, you think of the words of, of na inheriting nations and planting churches into nations, of taking the gospel into the city, of seeing this city transformed. You still haven't seen Ellis Park filled. We still haven't seen the great exploits that this church has, has, has to go on with its people and taking, it into, taking the gospel into places. There are nations waiting. There are people waiting. There are communities waiting to be impacted with the gospel. Going beyond. I think the many slogans we've had up there, going beyond, and I can't even remember the other ones. I should have probably written them down. But there's, the, the prophetic future for this church is clear. If it's not, come chat. We can, we can make it a little bit more clear. But there's a, there's a responsibility and a role that every single one of us as individuals have to that. And hopefully, something of that can encourage you today to don't stop. Don't stop now. Don't let church become something that you just spectate. Don't let church be something that you just do on a Sunday. God has so much more for you. So like I said, we've been, we've been in this process for a couple of years just trying to uh, wait for the doors to open and the doors have opened. But I, I find myself in the beginning of the year, like every good Christian does, uh, they start a reading plan. True? And it probably ended by the end of January. But um, I said to God on the beginning of this year, God, I don't want to just start at Genesis because I know I'm going to get to Deuteronomy, uh, maybe past Joshua, maybe Judges, but then it's just going to... Like everything else, I'm going to have to restart again and again and again. And, and the Lord sent me to Joshua, and he said, just read Joshua. And I've still, I'm still not out of Joshua. And something of the beginning of Joshua, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to, to, uh, to 9, is something that, I've, that, that, that I have drawn so much out for us um, individually as a couple and in what God's got for us. But I really felt... There's some things I want to highlight for Cornerstone into the future. But I'm not speaking to Cornerstone as this church. I'm speaking to Cornerstone as the individuals that fill the seats. I'm speaking to Cornerstone as every single one of us saying, how can we live and be more effective in our Christianity? You see, the theme of the book of Joshua is one of this promise from God. It's, it's Joshua inherited this promise from, from Moses. Moses had, had, had got the law and he got this desire to set uh, 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 the, the, the Israelites free out of Egypt and to occupy the promised land, but they haven't quite got there yet. And now Joshua inherits, inherits this. And I honestly feel a cornerstone is on the edge of the promised land. Honestly, it's something I've preached it's something I've lived, and it's something I believe in. And your promised land is my promised land. And when you inherit your promised land, I inherit mine. So please don't stop. You see, Joshua can become a very historical book, which it is. But it has huge spiritual 
connections to how we need to live out our Christianity. So I want to give you five points out of Joshua. I want to give you five cautions, and hopefully something of that will resonate in our hearts and will spur you on. I've said this many times, and I've had the privilege of preaching, and it's a verse that I came across many years ago, and it was this out of Judges. At Judges 2, at the end of verse 10, it says, And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Now that's speaking of the Joshua died, a generation rose up who did not know God or what God had done for Israel. And I'm saying, please, can that not be us? Let's be a generation who knows God and let's be a generation who walks in everything that God has for us now. We hold the prophetic future up and say, one day we're going to see stadiums filled. One day there's going to be water everywhere. One day this church is going to be bursting at its seams. Not just because we have 50 people capacity, but because there's revival in Johannesburg. We hold on to that, but we say, until then, we are going to live out everything God has for us now. We're not going to sit and idly wait. We're going to walk in and we're going to pursue God with everything we have. We're going to say, maybe I, I have, I, right now, I've had the privilege of being here for 20, no, I'm lying, 35 years of my life. And there's been moments when I've been fully involved. There's been moments when I haven't been fully involved. But I would love for you to say for the next 10, 15, 50 years, whatever it is, whatever God gives you, give everything to seeing God's kingdom come in Cornerstone. Give everything to see right now God wants to do something. And the first thing we see, uh, these don't have any, any, any um, scripture references, but I'll, I'll, I'll go there. But the first thing we see with Joshua is Joshua is called to face a new situation. Cornerstone, things are different. We know that because of COVID. We know that because this world is changing. But we called to face a new situation. And we're either going to rise to the occasion and see revival break out. Or God's going to have to raise up another generation. And I'm saying, please. I want to see revival break out in Johannesburg. I want to come back to Johannesburg to get my bit of revival that I can take back to New York. The next thing is Joshua has been prepared to take this task ahead of him. When Moses died, it wasn't a moment of now we have to do this massive handover to Joshua to prepare him. No, he had been with Joshua. You are ready to walk into everything that God's got for you, Cornerstone. Don't wait. Because another generation is going to rise up and they will inherit what God's got for them. Don't wait. You have everything. God has prepared you for that. Ma'am, sir, family, I don't know who you are and how you got you, but you are part of Cornerstone. And you have an inheritance with us. You're prepared for this. Yes, you might be struggling with sin. Yes, you might be dealing with issues. But God has you here for a reason. And it's not just to occupy a chair. The third thing is jo uh, Joseph. He's also a good guy. Joshua had to lay hold of what God had given him. He couldn't just sit back and say, well, there's the promised land. That's great. Let's just stay here. No, he had to, his Christianity had to become practical. 
His, his, his call of God had to become practical of how do I lead these Israelites from here into the promised land? We want to see God transform us, change us. We need to lay hold of our Christianity. Joshua is called to be obedient to the commands of God that he gave, that he gave um, Moses. I am so jealous that I did not get to finish the book of Acts with you guys. It's not just a good idea. There is commands, there is God's spirit being poured out, there's the church forming, and we have the privilege of being obedient to those things. We have the privilege of seeing how God put the church together in the very beginning, working out in our lives. God has given it to us. Let's walk in it. Let's not try and redefine it. Let's not fight about it. It is clear, it's in the Bible. He's given us everything we need. I've said this many times and I'll say this because it won't be my problem on Monday, but if you don't find in the Bible, come speak to the elders. If you don't find it in the Bible what we're preaching, don't believe it. But I know with everything inside of me that what we preach is in the Bible and it's true and if we apply it to our lives, if we apply it to our lives as a community who believes this and is trusting for this, we will see revival. The next, the last thing I want to say about this is, is Joshua doing this finds favor with the people. Us walking into everything that God's got for us, us becoming more like Christ, cornerstone doing everything that God has called us to do, we should find favor and we will find favor. Doors are going to open into nations where they've been closed. Opportunities in the city that have been closed, we are going to find favor because of God, not because of us. Moses, uh, Joshua was obedient, so God gave him favor. If we obediently follow what God's uh, given us, what God's written, what, God, uh, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, all those things will produce favor. Because it's not about us, it's about him. So these are my five cautions going forward into what we've got. And, and you might have heard these before. Nothing of this is new. I've gleaned this from everyone. I'm just like a sponge just soaking it all up and saying, God, what do, you, what, what do you want to say? Make these my own. The first one is don't look back. In verse one, we see that after Moses has died, Joshua could have made this moment of just being like, no, we're going to look back. We're going we're to spend moments looking back into what Moses has done, and, and Joshua didn't. He did not look back because he knew what was coming up. He knew what he was, had, to, had to lead the Israelites in. Don't look back. Yes, the good old years. Yes, Laurie, the good old years and the lions won everything. They're over. But God's got an inheritance, God's got a future for us that is better than what was past. I know it might not sound like it, and I know when you were here, things happened like this and things went like that, but don't look back and be consumed with what's in front of us, uh, behind us, because what's ahead of us is greater. The next one 
is in verse three, it says, every place that your sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Don't stand still. Do not stagnate. Please, Cornerstone. Without being too overly gross, when you stagnate, it just turns horrible. It's just this, everyone knows what a stagnated patch of water does in the heat. And, but don't stand still. As we move into what God's got for us, everywhere our foot will go, God is giving it to us. We're walking through doors that God has opened. Don't stand still. It might, even if it's one little step forward, take the step of faith. Because God is there with us. The third thing, in verse five, it says this. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Don't give up. Don't give up. It might not happen now, but imagine five years ago if those group of Christians that were part of Cornerstone gave up. We wouldn't be walking in what God's got for us today. Don't give up. It's not just about us and our generation. There is generations to come. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm so glad men and women in this church did not give up. I'm so glad my dear mother did not give up in praying for me. You will see those family members saved. You will see the lost come in. Don't give up. When it seems like it's never gonna happen, it will. The next one is in don't giving up. Push through until the end. Don't fall short. It says to, to Joshua, it said, be strong and courageous. And it says again, be very strong and very courageous. Push through until the end. It's, it's not our, our dear 400 meter runners should be a good testimony of that. He ran straight through and beat the Brazilians because he did not give up. He ran past the finish line. Wouldn't it be great if every single one of us, a testimony of our, at our funerals or at our memorial service or whatever it is, is many people came to know Jesus after they died because they loved Jesus so much and their lives just carried on being a testimony. Don't stop. Don't fall short. And the fifth one is don't think you are the center. Verse seven says, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, the servant, commanded you. Is Cornerstone has a history, Cornerstone has a future, and you get to play your part. God has given us the privilege of partnering with him in this time in history, but it's not about us. We can make it about us, and the moment we do that, it will stop. But Joshua knew it wasn't about him and his reign. It wasn't about him being the leader. He occupied the promised land and you'll see further so he could split up the promised land and other people could get the inheritance. And I sit here as one of those men who is able to take 
what God has done with me and say, because of Cornerstone, it's not about one man and one person's vision. It's about God. It's about Jesus. And it's about his kingdom. And I have my inheritance because of this church. So let's not for one moment make it about ourselves. Michael Eaton says this. I'm just going to read it. It says, and it's his, it's his sort of closing uh, a paragraph on uh, Joshua 1. It says, All of this lets us know what is needed for the Christian to lay hold of what God wants to give him. Every Christian has an inheritance ahead of him. Uh, we repeatedly face new situations as God leads us forward. God prepares us for what he wants us to do for him. God, uh, God will do the giving, but we must do the taking. We must be strong and very courageous. God commands involve the leading of the Holy Spirit rather than the law of Moses. Yet the Christian is still called to be obedient to the commands of God that have been put into writing. The teaching of Jesus recorded in the Gospels, the example of the church in the book of Acts, the guidance of the, of the 21 New Testament letters and the encouragements of the book of Revelation. Is still the writing that is still the written word of God that, in one way or another, uh, requires daily meditation and daily obedience if we are to gain our inheritance. Cornerstone, please don't move on from this. I am so grateful for our time here, but I honestly want to see you guys walk into everything that God has for you as we do. It has been an absolute privilege uh, leading you. Uh, thank you for all the gray hairs that I've given you. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for this eldership, risking with a 22-year-old newly married couple, bringing us on to eldership. Um, I, yeah, thank you for the grace that you guys gave us when we took over um, Bedford View and we were leading Bedford View. I know it's I know many people wanted to leave, many people left as uh, we came onto eldership and went through the ranks, but it is an absolute privilege to be sent by you. I couldn't think of any church better to be sent from than Cornerstone. Thank you so much. Don't stop, don't give up, and walk into everything God's got for you, please.